And you did the opposite. You said, I only do data yeah. photos, which, which is genius, I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of photographers, uh, especially when I was on the homepage of the BBC for one day, I was just inundated. It was ridiculous. Uh, but tons of photographers from around the world kind of got in touch and wanted to work for Hey Saturday, etc. But one of the things that they kept saying was, God, if I could just have a fraction of your PR, I, it would be amazing. Like, how do you do that? And I just thought, well, you can see what I'm doing. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. something different. Like, I'm just doing something different. But yeah. one thing and doing that like well. This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Today's guest is a superb example of the power of what I call super niching in my book, Screw Work, Break Free. Too many people, when they start a business or go self-employed for the first time, are afraid to turn away any work at all. And yet, if you're brave enough to say that I only do one thing and I do it really well, you can corner an entire market. This has been called category creation. Because instead of becoming yet another person in a certain category of business, you create an entirely new category of business. And when you do that, you automatically become number one in that category. There's no better demonstration of this that I can think of than Saskia Nelson. Saskia went from idea to business launch in just 30 days on one of my programs. She created the country's first dedicated dating profile photography business. Hey Saturday is now an award-winning business with at least a dozen photographers across the UK and now in New York. Hey Saturday has now been featured in so many newspapers and magazines, it's difficult to keep track. She's been featured by Time magazine and earlier this year she was on the front page of the BBC News website. In this podcast, Saskia explains to me how she used her own life experience to come up with an original business idea, the very first things she did in order to turn her idea into a real business, how she got her first clients without even having a website, and how she attracted free PR worth tens of thousands of pounds. Check out the show notes at theideaslab.org forward slash podcast to find links and details of everything we talk about and to see photos and video clips from our conversation. Hi Saskia, thanks for joining us on the Ideas Lab podcast. Hi John, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd love to know about how your business started. Well, in fact, of course, I know the story, but I'd love other people to hear this because you started it on one of my courses. Uh, But first of all, why don't you tell me how you describe this business you've created, Hey Saturday? Uh, I would describe Hey Saturday. It's the uh, first and coolest dating photography agency on the planet, is is how I describe it and how I do describe it. And uh, we basically create awesome profile photos for single people who are online dating. Uh, And it kind of helps them stand out and uh, get more dates, basically, and find love and have adventure. Well, that sounds pretty good. Okay. And this, so this is a very cool business. You've ended up featured in all sorts of press. We'll talk about that a, a little bit later. And, and, it's, and it's become quite a thing now. It's pretty big. When it started, you, well, first of all, why don't we go back to how did you have the idea for the world's first dating profile photography business? Well, it's funny you should ask, John. I was actually reading your book at the time, uh, Screen Work Break Free. Um, 
which talks a lot about um, finding your, well, looking at your life experiences and who you are and um, uh, and figuring out your passions to find your kind of business sweet spot as it was. Uh, So I was kind of doing that. And uh, in the meantime, I quit my job on the spur of the moment. I just happened to do that because I was just like, ah, my job's doing my head in. But I had a three-month notice period. And um, at the end of that three-month period, uh, you were running a 30-day challenge. And because I was reading your book, I thought, okay, this could be exactly what I need uh, because I really need to get something going because I'll literally, my job's going to end at the end of the month. Uh, so yeah, it was during that three-month period. And when I was reading that book, people kept saying to me, because I said I was going to be a portrait photographer, I just hadn't figured out Mm. what I was going to do. And what I noticed was that all the other photographers that I was looking at, their websites, their businesses, they were all the same. So they all offered the same thing. They all offered events, weddings, portraits, family, and everyone's uh, website basically looked the same. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do what everyone else is doing. Uh, And I I kind of figured that I wanted to do one thing and just do that one thing really, really well because I was reading marketing books as well. And they say that when you Mm. read marketing books especially back then, rewind five years, uh, it was all about doing one thing and doing it really well. So I thought, right, I'm going to do that. And everyone kept saying, are you going to be a wedding photographer? And I was thinking of your book and thinking, that's not, you know, that's got, I've got no kind of um, uh, interest in weddings or, you know, I'm never married. It's not my thing. But I kind of looked back on my life and my experiences and I realised that my eight years of online dating <laughs> might actually come into play uh, because I, it, it made me realise that I'd spent eight years looking at really, really, really bad dating photos. <laughs> and um, with my kind of marketing experience, I realised that good, good images, good strong images attract people's attention. They sell, they market, you know, it's what people use for marketing. So I kind of had that idea like, well, imagine if you had a dating profile and instead of using crappy, blurry holiday snaps, you actually used a really good, strong, powerful image. Um, imagine what that would do to your profile. So I, that was kind of where it came from. But your book definitely in there that helped me do that kind of thinking about my own life experiences and who I, who I was and yeah. what I had in particular to bring to the party. So you join this, and you join this course, the Thirty Day Challenge, for the, uh, um, that I used to run. I ran ten times. And uh, what, did you have this idea during the challenge, or was it beforehand? Because the challenge only runs thirty days. I think I had the idea. I, I definitely had it near the start of of the challenge. Mm. So because I was reading the book as well, I was ruminating. Uh, you know, I was getting pretty close to what I wanted to do. Um, so I think it was around about the same time. Mm. Um, but I do remember near the beginning, before I'd started, I was like, oh, no, I need to have an idea because I don't want to be, like, I know you say it's okay, but I was like, I don't want to kind of waste too much of the time floundering mm. with no idea. Um, so it was pretty near the start, I would say. And what did you do first then? Because, of course, a lot of people have these ideas for a business, particularly, you know, something that's quite cool like this, that sounds fun. And then they just sit on it or they, they, they research. So, so they, you know, they just spend their whole time Googling. But fortunately, partly because probably you'd read some of my stuff and you're on the program which says you need to take action. But what you actually went and took action. What, what did you do first that got this thing rolling? Uh, well, first of all, I needed to um, create, well, I needed a product that would sell. So I did lots of free shoots with friends. 
mm. uh, to start with so that I had some content to put the website together. Yeah. So that was, I would say, was my very first step was creating this content um, so that I had something to sell. Uh, and, um, in, and in fact, uh, I started, through the 30-day challenge, um, I, one of my first strangers that I did a shoot with was through the 30-day challenge. Mm. And then actually through her, I got my first paying client. So yeah, so, uh, so there was somebody on the course who I think there were a hundred or two hundred people at the time, and one of yeah. them volunteered to say, "Hey, I'll be you know your first victim who isn't friends and family." Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and she liked gave me you, a lot of confidence. So yeah. you, you need to do that to build up your confidence because at first, you're, if you're just working with friends and family, that's kind of okay. This is kind of easy. You need to branch out and start working with strangers and getting used to that. So yeah, I I, I started with her from the challenge and then she loved her photos so much she showed them to her family and and basically her cousin booked me for a shoot so that was my first paid uh, shoot and that was i think i was still in the challenge or uh it was shortly after the challenge anyway during it and it was pretty terrifying i mean i can laugh now five years later but yeah i was like oh my god someone's paying me to do this now <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does get extra scary at that point, isn't it? But that, yeah. that's great that you actually, but you went into doing it straight away because what a lot of people do is they fiddle with their logo and they, you know, worry about the perfect website and the perfect name. In fact, your company name was slightly different at the beginning. Yeah, I've done uh, a rebrand since. Yeah, and so you didn't worry too much about that. You got it up. You got some sort of site up, or, or actually, first thing you did was you just started doing this thing. You can actually people don't realize you, you can start something without having a website that talks about it without having a social media presence. And then yeah. you started creating content, which, it, which you could then put on the website. So you've got lots of nice pictures of people um, showing what, what it is that you do. And then from there on, I mean, it, it, cause it's, if we fast forward to today, it, things are, you've, you've done really well. So you've now got, it's not just you in this business anymore. How many photographers do you have? So um, it's hard to keep track because I've just taken on a n- another one last night. Yeah. So actually with her, it's uh, 12 photographers. So 10 in the UK yeah. and uh, two in New York at the moment. And you, are um, you in multiple cities in the UK? Yeah, so it's Birmingham, Manchester, London, Brighton, Edinburgh, Glasgow. Brilliant. With Brest- Bristol's next, hopefully. Great. So someone lined up for Bristol yeah coming online. cool and and two photographers in New York yeah so uh the dating world's quite small so one of the things I did once I got up and running was make myself known to the dating world mm. uh, and the relevant people in there uh, and it's quite small and so there are lots of dating experts in New York and matchmakers and people that I connected with um, and I ended up being a judge on the, on the U.S. dating awards because I'd won one of the awards in the U.K. and in Europe, actually. So I went on to be a judge in America for their awards. Uh, and so obviously they, they started realizing who I was. So that gave me profile over there. Um, so they started taking me quite seriously. Uh, and I realized that the dating scene in New York is super interesting, like for every um, single guy who's got a good job there are like five hot women throwing themselves at them so that makes it quite an interesting dynamic but yeah so i found the dating scene over there really really interesting and obviously yeah. there's um thousands of single people there so yeah that seemed like yeah. a and all the dating experts were saying i should they needed yeah. it so it was like hey saturday over there and you you've won multiple awards as well you mentioned a couple of them there you you've won quite 
quite a few, I think, from what I've heard. Yeah, I've done all right, yeah. (laughs) And with the, and the press, I actually mentioned you last night in a talk, because I think it's, you know, it's a a great story and a really impressive journey that you've been on. And uh, and one that people could, you know, find interesting to hear about, um, because it's a fun subject. You've been in, I mean, tell us some of the publications you've been in and some of the media you've been featured on. There's so many, we couldn't list them. Yes, I'm trying to remember. Uh, So yeah, I was in Time Magazine, got in touch with me in about 2014 uh, and kind of was doing an article. They loved the idea of data photography and they recognised that I was the first person doing it. So that that was probably my biggest, most, you know, kind of impressive. So that was Time Magazine in America? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they put me on their blog. Um, and uh, so I then came to the attention of Martin Parr, who's obviously one of the UK's best living photographers. So he booked me for a shoot. Uh, so suddenly I'd never really got in touch with the, with the kind of um, photography world, but that really helped me kind of in the photography world. So I was identified as someone having created a new genre of photography. Um, and then like the Evening Standard, the Independent, the Telegraph, they, yeah. Yeah, they kind of love a good story and dating is obviously, um, you know, the press love anything to do with dating. So yeah. and I think it's because uh, I, I'm, I, what I'm doing is new and different mm. and still five years later, no one else is really doing it. So Yeah. And that, that's actually one of the rules. If you want to get the attention of the press, then you need something, you, you've got a, you've got the perfect story because it's, uh, it's kind of fun. Lots of people can relate to it because everyone dates, uh, well, pretty much everyone, um, or has done at some point. Everyone's interested in relationships and, and sex. And yeah. so it's a naturally exciting topic. But also, because you are doing something new and fresh, and that is what people forget is that's what the media craves. So yeah. if you ever can prove that you've got a new take on something, a fresh angle on something, they will love you because they have to fill these papers and magazines every month and every week and every, uh, every day, whatever comes. So when you, when you come along, you know, this is why you've been in just about every publication, every magazine and <laughs> newspaper you can think of. And, um, and also I think that you're, you're a great example of what I call category creation, because this is a, a term that I think came from the book play bigger, but a few people have written about this. And the concept is that instead of creating like yet another instance of a business in a category, you created an entire new category. And you, you did that by zooming in. So that's often how you do it because pretty much every kind of business has been done. But if you narrow your focus, then mm. you become the dating profile photographer, which is a new thing, whereas being a portrait photographer is not. And I often say to people when I um, mention you as an example in category creation, how much press do you think Saskia would have got if she'd done what everybody else does when they become a photographer, which says, I will do anything. I will photograph your wedding. I'll photograph your business event. I will take a portrait photo or photo your product. I will do anything at all because I'm desperate is basically what most people do when they become a photographer or a freelancer of any kind. And then, of course, they get no press and they look like everybody else. And you did the opposite. You said, I only do data photos which which is genius i think yeah i mean a lot of photographers uh, especially when i was on the homepage of the bbc for one day i was just inundated it was ridiculous yeah. uh but tons of photographers from around the world kind of got in touch and wanted to work for hey saturday etc but one of the things that they kept saying was god if i could just have a fraction of your pr I, it would be amazing like how do you do that and i just thought well you can see what i'm doing, I'm doing yeah. 
different. Like, I'm just doing something different, but yeah. one thing and doing that like well. Um, but it even is, though uh, I'm still struggling to understand how I how I do that, so yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And it and I think it's about uh, I think there's um, the the woo woo crowd who believe in you know who talk about abundance and scarcity, and I think it's quite an interesting model. Sometimes will say that you have to have a certain faith that you can do something good that the world wants and it will work out, and that will do that will work out better than saying, I'll take anything. And funnily enough, of course, the parallel is dating. And I use this example when I give, whenever I give a talk. And like, what's, if you said to somebody um, in the date, on your dating profile, I'll date anybody of any kind, I don't care, please just take me, how many dates would you get? Uh, a big fat zero. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet that's exactly what people do in business when they set themselves up as a freelance or whatever. You've done the opposite, but it takes a bit of bravery to say, this is what I do and that's all I do. So um, was there a point when, you know, now this, this, you've got this kind of empire going on. Was there a point between that first paid client and, and where we are now where you went, oh, wow, this thing's really going to work. This is like, was it like a first bit of press interest or something that made you go, holy crap, this thing could take off? Yeah, so I would say year one was kind of hard work because obviously no one, it wasn't a thing and no one uh, was Googling dating photography or anything like that. So that was a bit of a slog, but everyone I spoke to reacted or everyone single that I spoke to just reacted with like, that's incredible. Like, why isn't this happening already? So that kept me going. Um, and then after a year, I decided I was going to do some paid PR and just mm. see what happened with that. But I decided to take on a, a, another photographer for, before doing that, mm. uh, just in case, you know, I got some good press or something. Yeah. So that's when I took on my second photographer uh, as a kind of backup plan. And then I was in the evening standard. Now, I thought I was going to be like near the back pages. I ended up being on page 13 as a news story. Uh, and like my intro just exploded that night yeah. and stayed like that for about, I don't know, three or four months. It was insane. Wow. And I was like, thank God I took Nicole on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just was insane. Um, and from that, I got other press because, as you know, then the Daily Mail jumps on the back of that and then the Independent were interested. And so, yeah, the minute you get one good bit of press, others jump on it, you know. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, I was so glad I had the forethought to bring another photographer on at that point yeah. before kind of spending on some PR. Uh, but it was through doing that, I realised what you say is true. And I think like, lots of people think the getting press is this like incredible like how do you do that and stuff yeah. but these people are tagging for good stories so yeah. they like you know they really are and a lot of my press has just been you know people approaching me so I've done like um, a feature for Radio 4 I've um, the Time magazine thing uh, I've yeah. got a BBC World interview tomorrow that's they all approach me so um, because uh, you know it's a good story I'm not actually I've only paid for PR twice I think and that's right time. and so that's what I found when, when I've done category creation with things like my scanners night event where I ran for six years or whatever you know that got, that got press organically if I'd ever been organized enough to, to get a PR person it would have really been something the 30-day challenge got press organically and um, Screwer Let's Play, my first book, got press um, just just because I managed to create something that was first of its kind. So when you yeah. create a new category, you are automatically number one in that category. And, as, yeah. and then your job is to sort of see if you can run fast enough to keep up, which is what you had to do. I mean, you, you know, you're pretty smart. We don't want to, I don't want to underplay. There's some entrepreneurial spirit in you because just that thing of like, okay, I'm going to pay for some PR 
And I'm going to be sensible enough to get my first hire or first person at least, you know, ready to go in case this really works and takes off. So that little bit of forward planning and, and sensible thinking makes a big difference, which sometimes I wish I had a bit more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I could definitely use more of it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what's the, I suppose some people might think this is all, you, you probably get some hate press, right? You probably get, if you do anything that's visible, people will hate you for whatever reason. And I, do, does your um, negative feedback come about, I think I saw a comment somewhere on one of your posts where somebody's going, well, oh, you know, this is what the world's coming to. We're all, you know, taking, I don't know what it was. It's like, it's, but it's a superficial thing. Here yeah. we are you know, taking pretty pictures of ourselves and doing on some, somehow online dating is more superficial than normal dating, all that kind of stuff. Have you had any of that kind of kickback? Yeah, I get, uh, I've had a few guys troll me. So they'll just send me an email uh, that basically says, uh, you have, you, you single-handedly have made online dating a complete nightmare for men like me. You know, it shouldn't be like this. And, you know, basically blaming me for how people's brains work. And I'm like, you know, I just ignore them. Uh, But it says a lot about them and why they're not getting dates, to be honest. What does that mean? I don't get why it's your fault that they can't get a date. (laughs) Because they say I'm making it all about what they look like. Oh, okay. They're they're obviously not particularly attractive or whatever. And suddenly it's all about having amazing photos and that. Like, yeah, so. And we should say that actually, what's nice about you, it's not just about taking, you know, you, you, you kind of stand against something because this is what having a brand is about. You stand against the perfect airbrushed photo. In fact, you don't do any airbrushing. You don't do any, there's a kind of no Photoshop rule unless you happen to sort of have, you know, you, you get a spot one day that happened to be on your photo day. But apart from that, you don't alter people's photos. But you're trying to take a flattering photo with lighting and so on and good posture and clothing and whatever. But also you're trying to capture their essence. So you, you know, you've done things where you've done photo shoots with people um, that are on Brick Lane in vintage shops and stuff because that's what they like doing or, or at a food market because they're obsessed with, you know, uh, nice food. And so you're trying to get people's spirit. It's not, it's the, the opposite really of the, let's get you in a studio and light it with 14 lights and make you look you know, like one of those sort of American portraits that's, that's exactly. overdone. That's why those trolls really wind me up because I'm actually doing the opposite. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I think, I mean, the biggest reason that people don't get second dates is, mm. is unmet expectations. And that's usually because of their photos, right? right? And I saw a lot of that. I went on a lot of dates with people who look nothing like their photos. And it's like, you know, for example, I went with one guy who looked like David Beckham in the photo but actually turned out and looked like Columbo now that's fine but you know what I actually find Columbo more attractive right. but not if Columbo's going to deceive me before I've even got to the date so uh, right. just use the photo of him looking like him that would have been fine with me but because he tried to deceive me before like I see it as deception and as does everyone else and when you're dating being deceived before you've even met someone is a huge thing. so yeah a, a big part of why I set up the business was to just create photos that um, were genuine, uh, look, made people look like they, they do look, but look like them on a really good day. So you, like the effort you make on going yeah. on a first date. Um, but also, yeah, there's that element of telling their story in their photo as well. So, mm. uh, you know, if you can, you know, when two people get together and have a relationship, it's really about merging lifestyles. Like mm. a big part when you meet someone is, is my lifestyle going to suit their lifestyle? Um, mm. And, you know, 
one of the, the best ways to do that is by showing that to your photos, like the clothes you're wearing, where you're at, what you're holding, what you're interested in, what your passions are. So yeah, we try and do a lot of that in, in our in our photography. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. I like that. And you did the photo shoot for my uh, for for the the uh, cover for Screw Up Break Free, which is which is very kind. Yeah. yeah. So that photo has been everywhere now. <clears throat> and um, okay, so well related to that. You've, you do actually have some nice stories because you do have an impact on people's lives. I mean, you've had people, you know, get into relationships and, and I guess you probably have people who see themselves differently after they've had a good photo taken. Um, yeah. Have you seen that happen or, 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 you know, lovely results come out of uh, the photos that you've done for people? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we do is we're trying to, we're not just selling photo shoots, we're trying to sell people a better dating experience, basically. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and one of those things is they come away feeling a lot more confident about themselves. So they come into photo shoots feeling like, oh God, I don't want to do this. I feel awkward. Uh, I'm not happy in front of the camera, but their shoot is like, you know, we, we're all about making them a really good laugh mm. and they come away and they've had a really good time. They've connected with someone and they've ended up with some really good photos themselves. Mm. No one has good photos themselves unless they're like you working in the public eye, but generally the general mm. public don't have great photos themselves. So suddenly they've got something they can feel proud of and they can go back mm. to their dating profile and create something that they're, they're proud of and they feel good yeah. about. And, uh, and it does give them, it, you know, it does give them a real lift. Um, but yeah, we've had some really good stories. So um, one of my favorites is a guy that I did a shoot with. He was probably in his late 50s. Um, we did a shoot in Battersea Park. And then uh, I think it was last year, he dropped me an email saying that he's just got engaged to an ex-model and he was so excited. Um, <laughs> like he, he was just, he was really thankful that I, you know, he felt like I'd changed his life just through this act of taking his photos. Mm. He'd had such an adventure with them since. Uh, so getting messages like that, it's like, oh, this is why I do it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I've got a client in Chicago who came to visit her sister in London and had a shoot with me and she's now married and had a baby wow. in July. <laughs> Uh, and, and stays in touch with me because you know she mm. says a big part of that was these photos so yeah yeah it's 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 great getting stories like that mm. that is why i set up the business i am yeah. trying to give love. Uh, you know i found love online i've been with my partner nine years now mm. and i met my guardian soulmates um mm. before that i spent like a long time online dating going yeah. oh god i'm never gonna meet anyone like you know whatever everyone else does but I was actually enjoying myself so um, it wasn't a hardship but yeah I do believe everyone can find love online you just need the right mindset and the right dating photos of yeah so <laughs> well on that point what's the one thing you think people get wrong the most in their dating profile photos if they're doing uh, them themselves, getting their or using photos they got from somewhere else I've got I have quite a list of uh, dating photo no-nos but I think the worst one for me is just using low quality photos. So if you use low quality photos, the message you're sending, particularly in 2017, when everything is all about, you know, people crave a, a, a richer visual experience online. So if you're using poor quality images, the message that you're sending people is um, that this isn't important to you and, you know, you know, you're not, you're not taking the time to invest in this particular thing, which is looking for love. So you're basically giving the message it's not important. And low, follow, low quality photos will attract low quality dates. So it'll attract hookups. It'll, you know, it'll attract people who are not serious about finding love because that's the message you're giving them. 
Yeah. So people who do that, if they switch to better quality, will straight away get start getting better quality dates. That's a really good point. Yeah. Mm. Um, I and realise that, but it is true. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. So um, we've already had a quick chat before about this crazy project I have as part of the Ideas Lab. So uh, yeah. the Ideas Lab helps other people uh, launch businesses like your own. But I also want to do this with a completely new business of mine, which is what's now called the Love Challenge. And uh, that will be a 30-day experience where people get to learn new ways of approaching dating and relationships with visiting experts, and I'm hoping you're going to be one of them. And uh, yeah, and and use the format that's worked so well uh, around businesses and also writing books for, I've, uh, for other courses I've run and apply that to the world of dating. And um, I suppose I wanted to get your reaction to it and see you were quite excited when I first mentioned it to you. Do you think this is uh, a project that could really work? I'm starting from scratch and so far there's, you know, zero traffic, there's no website, there's zero email, li- email list. And I'm going to be talking about how I actually build all that stuff along the way. But right now I'm trying to work out, is this a good idea? I think it's uh, 100% a good idea. Like mm. people are, so motivated to find love like it's the one thing pretty much everyone wants to do right mm. uh and it's really hard and there's um there's, a, there's too much choice there's you know it's it's hard but everyone wants to do it so people are willing to invest in it so they're willing to spend money so that's yeah. you can take that off uh, but they need help and they're willing to turn to um experts and and um they need guidance yeah. Uh, and and they just need to make sense of it all. So I think, yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea. I, lo- I love it. And I can totally see people, as long as you make it fun and engaging, which it will be because that's how you run your other things. And also, I think I do think dating um, is, in, is in, in a lot of ways, it has a lot of similarities. You, the strategies you need to date are quite similar to the ones that you need to run a business. So. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be that much different from what you've done. It's just fine tuning everything to relate to dating. Yeah. But like people do need, you know, they do need to have a more strategic approach to dating if they want to mm-hmm. find someone of the kind of person that they, you know, they think they should be with, you know, it, right. kind of like, let's just leave it to fate and like romance, <laughs> like, well, I'll meet someone, you know, that's, yeah. that's just not going to cut it in 2017, you know. You need to be you're in the wrong year, Saskia, it's 2018. Oh yeah, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you've, had, you've always had a whirlwind beginning of the year so far, <laughs> not caught up yet. Yeah. 2018, God, how did that happen? Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, you need to get more strategic, I think. Yeah. So, help uh, that people can have because and also the other thing is while people invest time in their careers uh you know they're they're kind of quite career-minded and it's something that you talk about willingly and invest time in with love there it's it's a lot harder you know there are romantics who want to meet kind of just see let's see what happens but no i think if you get more strategic you'll definitely get better results so so yeah i think it's really exciting Oh, great. Yes. And I'd love it to have you involved in, uh, in some way or other. So that'd be great if you're up for that. Yeah, definitely. Right. Okay. Well, thanks very much. It's just, it's been fantastic to see your journey and, um, you've managed it really well. I know, um, you know, things are never quite as simple as they, they appear. And so it, it's been, um, I'm sure like any business, you've had moments when you've, <laughs> there's been too much work to do or there's like been worries about this and that and you've worn it all really well so uh, I'm very impressed and great to know that 
you know, my books, of course, has played some small role in that. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you a bit more about the Love Challenge. Brilliant. Me too. <laughs> Thanks for now, having me. If people want to find out about Hey Saturday as a client, where should they go? Uh, so the website is www.heysaturday.co. So that's just .co on the end. Yeah. And if people, in case there's anyone listening and they want to be a photographer for you, uh, is there somewhere they should go and something we should say in advance just to kind of frame that? They can email me via the website as well, mm-hmm. uh, preferably with a link to their portfolio and right. telling me a bit about themselves. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, what you, what, where you go from here and, and good luck with the BBC Worldwide interview. Thank you. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes, along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.